0: This class is in memory of Jared Orchen, and we will start to learn today Parshas Arzino. Hello. So, to start on page 380, I mean, a is on page 380. But well, we will actually start from the end of Parshas Arzino. Parsha Azinu is poetry, it's like, it's like a song that God is warning the Jewish people there is good and there is a little sharp there. 52 verses, but after Moses finished to say the whole Parsha Sazinu, you know, and the Rashis are long and complicated, and, and, uh, We will look on page 420, the end of the Parsha, literally the few lines end of the Parsha Sazimah. God tells Moses to go up and mount Nebo, right? Nebo. Mm. You know what Nebo stands for? Nunbo, the 50th level. Mm. According to Kabbalah there is 49 levels, right? The 50th level is the level. you know when you reach the 50th level? And you're dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. You don't want to reach the 50th level so early, too early. No, he told them, Nunbo. he reached the ultimate level, uh, um, um, Moses. Told him, go, go up to Mount Nebo and die there. It's interesting to note then, and that's what he uh, did, the Torah. Then let's read on 420. We'll read a little bit the inside. Then we'll read what Rashi says. You want to? We'll start it.
1: Uh, Hashem,
0: four, f- number Hashem,
1: 48. Hashem spoke to Moshe at the very height of that day, saying, Go up to this Mount Ha'varim, Mount Nebo, which is in the land of Moab that faces Jericho, and see the land of Canaan that I am giving to B'nai Israel as inheritance, and die on the mountain upon which you are going up, and be gathered unto your people just as your brother Aaron died, in Ha horror, and was gathered unto his
0: people. Just like Aaron died, so that a kid, by a kiss of God, was a sweet death, laid down, gathered together, and he was gone. Says so that's the same thing will happen to you. And right away, whenever Hashem told to Moses and Aaron that they are going to die, not enter the land of Israel, always he mentioned why they are not entering the land of Israel. He always attached the reason. We shouldn't claim that they, that they didn't enter the land of Israel because of a different reason. He always reitero- wrote the reason. What's the reason? Because. Want to continue? Page 423 in top of the page. Um, because you were unfaithful to me, Amid Bnei Israel, at the waters of
2: Archerment at Kondesh in the Sin Wilderness, Because of the fact that you did not sanctify me, Amid Bnei Israel.
0: What's the story? The story is because they didn't, they, 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 when was it? When it was, was the it rock, rock of the room? Room, uh-huh. they, they supposed to speak to the rock, they eat the rock, and again the rock, and again the rock, it's all about the rock. And then God tells them on page 424. Uh, for from afar will you see
2: the land, but you will not come there to the land that I'm giving to the Gnei's
0: Okay, Hashem tells them, you'll see the land for far, but you will not enter. Moses not only didn't enter alive the land, he didn't even enter the land dead. Even his bones did not make it to the land of Israel. Moses died and was buried in the desert. Ultimately, because his people died in the desert, in a true Rebbe, stays with his people. Therefore, he stays with his people. Now, we'll turn back to page 420. That's the story. And we'll see... The first Rashi, the Rashi of forty-eight, Hashem spoke to Moses.
3: Before we get there, is that yeah. why the Rebbe is buried here in, in Israel?
0: Yes. Okay. Well, we go, The Rebbe once spoke about it many, many years. I mean, before he, many years before he died, and he explained why all the Chabad rabbis are not buried in Israel. And he said because if they were the leaders of their people in exile, and to run away from the people is like abandoning them. Therefore, they were, they were buried not even in one city. He will buried wherever they want. Different places in Russia, different places, wherever they are. If these people are good for me when they are alive, there are, they are an anchor. A Tzadigan is buried, is an anchor for his people, it gives them strength. That's why Joseph didn't want to leave. Joseph told them, When you will leave Egypt, I'll go with you. When you will be redeemed, I'll be redeemed together with you. The same thing is with Moses, the Mandrish says, God told them, When your people be redeemed from exile, from the desert, they would be reading. You will be reading to them. That's what the medrash says. That's what. It's not It's not the Rebbe's commentary. It's a medrash that says it. Let's see what Rashi says on forty-eight. You want to read uh, Rephas? Page four twenty. In the bottom. The ah, Rashi. the Rashi.
2: Okay. So where do we start? Ah, Hashem forty-eight. Spoke, yeah. Yeah. Hashem spoke to Moshe at the very height of that day. In three places it said, at the very height of that day, it is said concerning Noah, at the very height of
0: that day, Noah entered, etc. Okay, let's stop right here for mm-hmm. a second. The Torah is using, Hashem said to Moses, Be'etzem ayomase, in this very day. It's a very strange expression. He told them to go up, he told them on the day, what Be'etzem is, in this very day. That Rashi points out that there are three places in the Bible. That God is using the expression, we'll tell you in advance that there is more places, but we'll go about that later. Number one, by Noah. By Noah, God says, and this very day, God told Noah to enter the, the, this. Let's take out this Chomesh. That's why I brought it out too. When God told Noah about the ark, it, uh, it's going to be a flood, and you will build a ark. Then it's written this expression.
2: I don't know yet. No, I don't. The other side.
0: Huh? Touching the middle line. Um.
4: Oh, on page. page
0: 29, uh, 13. Um, 29, very 13. day. yes. Noah boarded yep. the ark along those lines. Yes, at yes. right. the bottom of the page, it says, and this very day Noah boarded the ark. Be'etzim ayom hazeh Noach, and Sheyman Chami Yophis entered the ark. What's this expression? And this very day. Rashi says in our parsha something very interesting. When the light, what Beit Zimayom Azem means in the very day, middle of the day, when is the strongest? When is when is the day the most brightest moment?
3: Noon.
0: Yeah. Noon. Midday. That's the star- brightest moment. Continue. Yeah. When the light of the day was in full view. Um,
2: okay. If you don't mind. Okay. Okay. No. Okay. Uh, when the light of the day was in full view, his contemporary said, By so and so, if we sense him leaving, we won't permit him to enter the ark. And furthermore, we will get sledgehammers and axes and smash the ark. Mm-hmm. The Holy One. The Holy One, blessed is he, said, I will bring him in at midday. Let anyone powerful enough to obstruct come. And do so. Concerning Egypt, it is okay. said. Okay.
0: God said, "The people of Noah of Noah's generation were wicked people. That's why the flood came around." They said, if "Noah will enter the ark. We will not allow him. Vida, he dies with us. No More than that, by not allowing Noah to enter in the ark, it's cut black, blackmailing God. You blackmail God. You don't allow God to come. God doesn't want... What they do... You now what they say about the ISIS, that they are, they are mixing among regular people. You don't want to bomb the regular people. You don't want to You cannot kill them. God will not be able to walk to kill Noah. Then he will not, he will not bring a flood. We will not allow him to enter in the ark. God said, okay, we'll see. I'll bring him... I'll tell Noah to enter the ark in the middle of the day. And I want to see who can stop him. And what God did is actually... As Rashi says in, Parsh, in, in Parshat Noah, then God gathered around the ark wild animals who protected the ark in Noah, and nobody dared to get even close. That's the first time when it's written Be'etz and Then there is a second time Be'etz It's written in the Exodus, when the Jews left Egypt,
4: mm-hmm. in Parsh's yeah. mm-hmm.
0: book. Yeah. On page 315, you know, when was the, when God smited the, the firstborn? When was it? When it happened? Midnight. No. And then Pharaoh rushed and told him, get out, get out, get out. When is actually the time they left Egypt? Midnight. No. Oh. How we know that? On page 315, number 41, number 40 and 41, it's written like this. and 41, at the end of 410 years, all of God's all of God's armies left Egypt in the broad daylight. <inaudible> How in you know order to translate in broad daylight? Because Rashi Naopanshe says the Behetzema Yogazem is in the middle of the day. And Rashi in Naopanshe, I don't want to confuse you too much, but going back to this book, on page 421, we'll continue with the Rashi. Concerning Egypt, it is said.
2: Concerning Egypt, it is said at the very height of that day, uh, Adashim delivered. Since the Egyptians said by so-and-so, if we sense them leaving, we won't permit them to go. And furthermore, we will get swords and other weapons and kill them. The Holy One blessed us. he said, I will deliver them at midday. Let anyone powerful enough to obstruct come and do so.
0: Okay, the, the Egyptian said, We will never allow the Jews to leave Egypt. God says, My kids, the princess of God... Do not run away in the middle of the night like thieves, like prisoners, running away from their room in the middle of the day. The old Jewish, all, the armies of Hashem, the whole nation, and out like kings. I want to see who is going to stop them. These two stories make sense. They were wicked people in Noah, they were wicked people. The Egyptians were wicked. They didn't allow the Jews to leave Egypt. And here comes Rashi. To our story. Um, you want to continue, the yeah. Here too, concerning Moshe's death.
4: Here too, concerning Moshe's death, it is said, At the very height of this day, since the Israelites said, By so and so, if we sense him leaving, we won't let him go, the man who took us out of Egypt split the sea for us, brought down the manna for us swept the quail over to us, brought up the wellspring for us, and gave us the Torah. We won't let go of him. The Holy One, blessed be he, said, I will gather him up at midday.
0: Okay, the Jewish people <clears throat> had a love affair with Moses suddenly. Suddenly, he said, Moses is leaving? We will not allow him to go. We will hold him with us. God said, I will bring him up in the middle of the day. I want to see who can stand him." Then the question is, first of all, the Jewish people, hear that Hashem tells them to go, they're going to argue with them. Maybe you're talking about the going, the, the enemies, the, the, the wicked people of Noah's generation, the Egyptians who were wicked, they were enslaved, the Jewish people. But the Jews arguing with God about Moses? That first of all, yes. When it comes to the well being of another Jew, you argue with God. Who, t- who taught us this? Moses. Moses was ready, was fighting God. God wanted to destroy the Jewish people in the Golden Calf, and Moses told them no. But the Jews had a good teacher. They said no. Then it shows how much. Now, the strange thing about the Jewish people, talking about a schizophrenic nation. <laughs> This is the Jews. You know, remember a story? The Jews complained, I mean, one story. <laughs> when they didn't. Um, in Parsh's Beshalach, the Jewish people didn't have water, right? On mm-hmm. page 341, 17 341 chapter 17 you want to read it
2: uh, chapter 17 is mm-hmm. what Go, 341 oh, okay start at the beginning huh? number one yes the entire israelite community moved on from the sin desert traveling according to god's instructions until they camped and feeding there was no water for the people to drink the people began to quarrel with moses give us water to drink they exclaimed Why are you quarreling with me, asked Moses. Are you trying to test God? The people began to suffer thirst because of the lack of water, and they began demonstrating against Moses. Why did you bring us out of Egypt, demanded the leader. Do you want to make me or my children, my livestock, die of thirst? Moses cried out to God. What shall I do for these people, he said. Before long they will stone
0: me. Aha, before long they will stone me. The same people were about to stone him. At least Moses felt that like this. Rash, actually, God told Moses, read in one more line. God said to Moses, March in front of the people along with the elders of Israel. Take
2: in your hand the staff with which you struck the Nile and go. I will stand before you there on the rock said Herob. You must strike the rock and water will come out of it for the people to drink. Moses did this in the presence of the elders of Israel.
0: God said, God, Rashi says, God told them, Don't speak about my kids like this. Walk in front of the people. Nobody's going to stone you. Why are you thinking like this? But at least Moses, in his perception, the Jewish people are ready to stone him. Suddenly, when they hear that Moses dies, they will not let God to, to take him away from him. What does this mean? Deep down, the Jewish people loved Moses. There's a story I mentioned it a few times about a rabbi, that a woman came and cursed him out, with the worst curses in the world. The rabbi says nothing. His wife tells him, Why are you let him do it? So the rabbi says she doesn't mean it. She doesn't. So what do you mean she doesn't mean it? So you want me to prove she doesn't mean it? He calls her in says, "Lady, would you wish I would wish you would give you a, a brochet that your child should be a rabbi like me?" She says, "Oh, Rabbi, I wish, I wish." I told you she doesn't mean it. <laughs> 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 Moses, the Jewish people, they gave Moses every day it was another another complaint from Korach. Oh, you name it. Comes Moses dead. They love him. At least he heard by the last day, you know that they really love you. That was all for the show. I mean, we'll not give you a free ride here, but we really we love you. It's, it's a way to express our love. You we know, are driving you crazy a little bit, but you really love <laughs> That's that was the and that's the amazing thing about this story in this week's portion. God, the Jewish people didn't want that Moses should 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 go away from them. That's why there is a story we learned that. When Moses, got told Moses, go take the war, uh, take revenge in the Midianites and then you'll, be, you, you'll die, the Jewish people didn't want to, end, to, cha- to to go to war. Moses had to force them to go to war. And these are the three places that it's written by Etzah But there are more places that it's written by Etzah where is more places written? And the very day, this and this took place.
2: Ah, the Pesach? No?
0: but The Pesach is the story. Like okay, the okay, digit. okay. More. The binding? The binding, not the binding. Close, close, close. What could be call today? Close, very close. I think we read it on Roshishana. I think so. Let's see. Um, page seventy seven. God told Abraham mm-hmm. to circumcise his son. To circumcise himself. Forget about his son. <laughs> How old was Abraham at that time? 99. 99. 99. I mean, a big boy, right? The Midrash says, he went to his three friends, you know, Eshkol, Honor, and Mamre. He had three, like, leaders, I mean, nobles. I asked them what they think about it. Eshkol told them, one of them told them, are you crazy if you circumcise says, you'll be weak. Your enemies come and attack you. Another guy told them, people, whatever. Finally Mamre told them, Hashem told you to do it, do it. Well the world was laughing at him. world told them, We will not let you to do it. Then the Torah says on page seventy-seven, number twenty-four. You want to read? Abraham was ninety-nine years old when he was
2: circumcised, on the flesh of his foreskin. His son Ishmael was thirteen years old then
0: the flesh of his foreskin was circumcised. On the very day that... On that very day, Uh day, on that very day, Mm -hmm. if you look at the note, bottom, bottom note, on that very day, others have in the broad daylight. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Some some say that took place on Yom Kippur. The circumcision of Abraham took place on Yom Kippur. Hmm. That's why you keep it as an important day. Mm-hmm. It's a day of of of, nefesh, of self-sacrifice.
3: Circumcision is an aspect of atonement.
0: Um, <laughs> if you're ready to do it in 19 years old, <laughs> that's an atonement. <laughs> then here is another time in Rashi actually, and this sa- and this year says that be- why it's this very day, and this very day because because the world was opposing it, and he did it in the middle of the day, and nobody stopped him. Because whenever it's written the expression it means, and the, the, one of the meanings of it is that the, the, the very this day is important, and you cannot change it. We always is written "b'etzemayomazeh." Check it out, Rachel. show me. <laughs> <laughs> <You've> Got it. It's
1: <laughs> still the middle of the day.
0: No, 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 it's uh, It's still the middle of the day no, it's not, no, no it's not We were almost very impressed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> it's in English the same, but not in Igbo. We've also, <laughs> also written Betse and Mayomazay.
2: Well, there's two aspects you said. You said one, but the other aspect is that it has to be... An and challenge. that day... It has to be um, people that want to pose it.
0: No, one aspect is people want to pose it, like the three times that we saw here. Betse and Mayomazay is also why we learn from it that the briefs must be done that day, the eight day. It's written a few places. It has to be the breeze, the breeze is not done at night and it should be done. When it's the eighth day, it's even on Yom Kippur. Even on Shabbat, even on Yom Kippur, no matter when you make the breeze. If it's the eighth day, because it's Be'etze Mayom okay. It has to be on this very day. That's the literal meaning of, the, of this word. There is another place it's, con- it's written Be'etze Mayom Hazen. Um he it is written about Yom Kippur. Uh, yeah. For example, page 591, it speaks about Yom Kippur. Now written it is written... Um, I think it's in Yom Kippur. Um, I mean, it's for sure in Yom Kippur, but. uh, One second, there is another time it's written Uh, Yom Kippur. Yeah. Um, If you open a page 625, I'm sorry. Where it's written, the laws of Yom Kippur and Pashas written about Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur. We are before Rosh Hashanah. It would be a nice thing to read that, you know, just to be, get a little, get in the mood of Rosh Hashanah. We'll read about Rosh Hashanah. God spoke to Moses. Um, Mr. Martel, do you want to read?
3: God spoke to Moses, telling him to speak to the Israelites and say, The first day of the seventh month shall be a day of rest. It is a sacred holiday for remembrance, and sounding of the ram's horn. Do not do any service work on that day. Bring a fire offering to God.
0: God spoke. Then this is, it should be an, and you should uh, Should have a, a, a remembrance of sounding. But then By then God, the way, it's not day, really written. You should, you should blow the shofar. It's written a remembrance of sounding. We learned it, that's the whole thing. We learned it from Yorifel. Go ahead. What do you want to say?
4: But it's in parentheses. So is that Rashi? What? on that day
0: well that, that we didn't get to the to the, <laughs> to the point continue oh, oh yeah it's there. continue right. continue god spoke to moshe saying
3: god spoke to moshe moshe saying the 10th of this seventh month shall be the day of atonement for you it is a sacred holiday when you must fast and bring a fire offering to god do not do any work on this day it is a day of atonement when you but first of
0: all it's written you must fast in the Hebrew, it's written, initem et nafshotachem. Initem et nafshotachem doesn't mean fasting. It means, what Inuit uh, in, in means? Inuit means afflicting yourself. The language in the Torah is that you have to afflict yourself. The rabbis told us how you afflict yourself by fasting. But it's not written the word infliction. Okay.
3: Didn't Isaiah say
0: it before the rabbis? But, uh, Isaiah he talks what? in
3: the in, in the Haftor passage. A Psalm. in Isaiah 58, and this is the fast that I want, and all that stuff.
0: Yeah, but he the the word he says that affliction means fast.
3: He doesn't say affliction means fast, but he's talking about fasting. He's uh, talking about Yom Kippur. It's uh, a reading from Yom Kippur.
0: It's a reading from <laughs> Yom Kippur. What is he talking about, Yom Kippur? Uh-huh. Or is what well, I think what Isaiah says. I don't remember exactly. What I think what he says is that the first day is a day of uh, love, uh, a day of uh, pleasing to God, Yom Ratzon. Right? We have the Aftor of uh, Yom Kippur. Could be we can find it here. Could be if it would be a miracle. We might even find it there. And let's see. Yeah. Um, he speaks about what's 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 a fast day. On page thirteen thirty one, he actually says that the day. Yeah, he actually says that a day of fasting is a day of affliction. This is true. The opposite, what he says that in the bottom, have I chosen such a fast. A day for men to afflict his son, his soul. You see, mm-hmm. that's a good point. Continue to uh, to bow down. Is that like a bowlish? What is this? Mm-hmm. To sit in sacklets and ashes. Will you call this a fest? an acceptable day for of God? Taniris he says that a fasting day is a day of affliction. This is true. Very true. And for me, actually, I always took it. <laughs> mm-hmm. The affliction affl- is this. Very good, thank you. And then he says, "Continue." It is not this fast. Here he speaks in a in a negative way, but yeah, what he says, mm-hmm. what well, that this is a fast day. That uh, that uh, later he also says it.
3: that. Yeah, how is he getting that? I mean, is, he, is that coming from? Or a law from Sinai? Is that coming from his interpretation or somebody else's interpretation? No, no I think of it's abortion. coming from,
0: from, from practicing it. Okay. Everybody was doing it. What well, they were doing in New Kippur? They were fasting. Uh-huh. Since, now, since Mount Sinai. But this is not... We still didn't get to the point. In page two, in number, number 625, number 28, what is it saying? Uh, number 28? You
4: want to do not do any work on this day. Yeah. It is day of atonement when you will gain uh, atonement before Hashem, your Lord. If anyone does not fast on this day, he shall be cut off spiritually from his people. Similarly, if one does any work on this day, oh, I will that, destroy him.
0: Okay, that here, number 29, it says, On this very day. Then he says in number, that's in number 28. Then in number 29, he says again, anybody will not fast and this very day will be cut off. Twice It means this very day means your keeper has to be whenever the day is. Even Yom, usually when a fast comes on Shabbat, we push off. The fast, not Shabbat. <laughs> push off the fast. When Tisha B'Av happens to be on Shabbat, we fast on Sunday. When, what Which other fest days can be on Shabbat? See if the 17th of Tammuz can happen to be on Shabbat, we'll fast on Sunday, right? yeah. If Tishibov is on Shabbat, then the 17th of Tammuz. Some Gidalia, yeah, will be, will be, for example, this year. Sunday. You're right, good point. Some Gidalia should be on Shabbat. We are fasting on Sunday. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Yom Kippur, Shabbat, yeah. This year it's on Shabbat. We're fasting. Because it's Be'etzem ayom mazleh. But there is one more fast that if it would happen to be on Shabbat, it would have to fast on. The Tent of David. Why the Tent of David we are fasting on Shabbat? It never happened on Shabbat, but it happens yeah, many times. It's easy
2: to say. <laughs> 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 it can't happen. <laughs> right.
0: But it happens on Friday.
2: Yes. And we you
0: find. see? Okay. Usually, when I, for example, when this year probably I think is going to be again on Sunday, or it was last year, it was on Sunday. Then you, a day before poem is supposed to fast. If it's on Shabbat, you should to, We push it up before. That cannot be Friday. Friday, Because Friday is also, Friday is also you're not allowed to fast. Friday afternoon, you're not allowed to flick yourself. It's already erev of Shabbat. You're not allowed to enter Shabbat in a fast. Then we are fasting on Thursday. For Sunday. For, we're going earlier three days. The fest of Asar, Davis of the tenth of David is many times happens on Friday, I think last year, a few years, when not it long ago. Often, yeah. often. happens to be on Friday, and we fast on Friday, and we actually go to shul hungry and we say Kabbalah Chabad like good boys, and then we go to it. Why is this fest different than any other fest? Because it's written the expression in the Prophet Beetzem Ayomaza. That's why. It's written the way the prophet writes it, the prophet Ezekiel, I think. Yeah. He says, And this very day the Babylonian king began the siege over Jerusalem. Ezekiel, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, Ezekiel was at that time in Babylon already. Because the elite of Jerusalem was exiled before the destruction of the first temple. And God told Ezekiel it was a way to show the Jewish people that he's a true prophet. He told them, write down Tovlicha, Kahlcha, I think some take a paper or pen, whatever it was, and or Megillah, and write yourself. And this very day the king of Babylon started, began the siege of Jerusalem. And weeks later, when the first guys came from Israel to, t- to re- report the story, they already knew, the, the news in Jerusalem, in uh, Babylon, it was not on Facebook, mm-hmm. it was Hashem told Ezekiel, uh, that was going, but because they used the expression, therefore they, they used the, 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 it's a fast, that stops, the, the, that, that pushes away Shabbat, because things that have to be in this very day, have to be done on this day, there is more Be'etzem Ayomazes, I remember. Um, you know, today, in today's world, we can do it easy. <laughs> <laughs> That's, yeah.
3: Do you have a Hebrew concordance or it?
0: Oh, I know, remember, there is more. Is this of Gimu? Yeah, I think this is it, no? Chapter 23, it should be here.
1: Um, until those?
0: For example, on page it's 4, stuck. yeah, what's written about his On that very
1: day? Mm, I don't know, strike out. By
3: again. your <laughs> <laughs> we're,
0: we're still impressed. Which, which number? <laughs> number? <laughs> on that very day. <laughs> on that very uh-huh. By your mind, no You must read the little <laughs> 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 um, It's written on the same where we are on page four twenty three. Four twenty three. It's. Yeah, I mean, six twenty three and forgot. Six twenty three. Number fourteen. Right there. Yeah, we right there. That's what I wanted to say. Number fourteen. We want to read it until the day. All right.
3: Until uh, the day that you bring the sacrifice to your God, you may not eat bread. roast, and the and language
0: grain. in the in the action in the Torah is Ad etzem until this very day, you should not eat. Um, and even before that, chofalev, chofalev. Uh, you look in the pe- bottom of the page. This same page, bottom mm-hmm. of the page. Mm-hmm. This very day. See this page? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: yeah shall be celebrated as a sacred holiday when no service...
0: ...should yet. be done. Should
3: ...work made
0: ...that done. this very day... You call this day a Mika Kodesh, a, a holy day. You know what it's talking about? It's talking about Shavuos. Shavuos is 50 days from Pesach. We count 50 days. Sure. And on this very day doesn't make a difference what the date of the calendar is. does make a difference which day of the week it is. You count 50 days from Pesach. Shavuos. Shavuos is completely dependent on Pesach, not on the calendar, so to speak. That's how you count. You count by you, the way you count. Then we see this expression "Betzemayomazeh" is written quite a few places. now we'll go back to Azino. We'll go back to our portion talk a little bit about the last day of Moses life That was he was he accomplished a lot in his last day Moses the last day of, of, of uh, Moses was on Shabbat and he appointed Joshua to be the leader, the next leader, why appointed Joshua? But Rashi says that he shouldn't say later. And where was Joshua when, when when Moses was around? He didn't open his mouth. Therefore, he appointed them to in front of him to make sure to show that he gives them to he gives them uh, the the power to speak. And I mean, it's it's Hashem that tells Moshe, right? Hashem tells Moshe what? To uh, maybe maybe now to elect um, Joshua. Oh, sure. Hashem told Moses. Yes, a few times Hashem told Moses. Um, then Hashem told um, he appointed Joshua, and Joshua started to speak, give Seidva Torah in front of Moses, and Moses realized that Hashem spoke to Joshua something. And he asked Moses, "What?" Moses asked Joshua, "What Hashem told you?" At Maret, told them, "According to the midrash, when Hashem talked to you, you told me. You didn't tell me, right? Now, what do you want? If Hashem wanted you to know, He would tell you. Like we all tell each other. If Hashem want, if if this person would want you to know about what i what He told me, He would tell you straight, right? Then go ask him." That Moses said, I'd rather die a thousand times, he'd rather die a thousand times than be jealous once. That like turned, was a turning point because Moses didn't want to die. Moses wanted to enter the land of Israel. Moses wanted to be, Moses wanted to, why was Moses so, de- had such a strong desire to enter the land of Israel? He wanted to lay on the beach in a lot. What was Moses He wanted to complete the mitzvahs. <laughs> that first of all, there is many mitzvahs that you can only do in the land of Israel. Like Shemitah, the sabbatical is coming up in a day. Tomorrow night is Shemitah. In Israel, if you have a, for a garden, any garden, any, any outside the grass, anything, you're not allowed to walk your garden, right? You're not allowed to do anything. Because the Shemitah, the seventh year, you're not allowed to walk the land. This is a mitzvah you can only do in Israel. You cannot do in the diaspora. And there is many more mitzvahs, the all mitzvahs of tithing and the mitzvahs. There is many, many mitzvahs who are dependent on the land of Israel. Moses wanted to enter the land of, the, the, the land of Israel that he should be able to fulfill the mitzvah that, that you cannot fulfill in the diaspora. Hashem told them you cannot go in and he offered according to the Medrash 515 prayers he begged and he begged again and he wept, maybe after he, the war of Sichon and Nog that God let them conquer the other side of the Jordan he thought maybe God forgave him took off the decree but God didn't forgive him and here on the last day God, finally God told him a few times he'd you appoint know, Joshua, he should be instead of you and on the last day Moses wrote during his he wrote 13 Torahs. not in one day over the four years, whenever Hashem told them a Parshe, he wrote it down. Really, three naive books on the five books of Moses were said and written by Moses right a year and a half after they left Egypt. The middle of the book of, of uh, Numbers, the Parshe of Korah is like the coding off point. We, we, it was you know for 39 years there was no news in the desert. It was boring. Life was very boring in the desert. No news. It was after the story. The story of the spies took place, and God told them, "Okay, living is thank you for 39 for another 4 is 39 years." That's it. Huh?
2: And then a big jump. That's
0: it. And then exactly for 39 years, it's written God did not even speak to Moses the way he spoke to him before in the beginning and then he communicated, but it wasn't the face to face conversation that it was in the beginning and in the end, especially in the beginning, because God was upset with the Jewish people. Moses is the representative of the Jews. If I have nothing to tell to the Jews, I have nothing to tell to him. he has nothing to tell to Moses. And then Moses had enough time to write down 13 torahs of 3 and a half books almost 4 books and then the last in the last 5 weeks he wrote down the, the book of the Deuteronomy it's also fast but in the last day in in he, in he completed all 13 torahs and the last day he finished the all 13 torahs and that was more the, and and why he gave 13 torahs what he do you tries. think he wanted to every tribe should have a Torah. Why to give every, to every tribe a Torah? He was afraid that he will give only to the tribe of the Levites a Torah, or to any specific tribe. They will say, oh, the Torah belongs to us. It's our Torah. We got it. That God gave a Torah to every tribe, and he told basically to every Jew, the Torah belongs to you. You can become the owner of the Torah. And that's what actually we're going to read in the in the in the Parsha in in Parsha to page four twenty-eight. Very important line. Then that's... a line that we say we teach a little child. When you teach a little child to pray, we teach him the first line. It's written in Jewish law. We teach him one of the first lines that we teach him is is in top of page four twenty-eight. But the Torah which Moshe commanded us is the heritage of the congregation of Yaakov. Torah, Tziva, Lanu, Moshe, the Torah that Moses commanded that is an inheritance to every Jew. Everyone that belongs to the Torah. You see, to be a Kohen, your father has to be a Kohen. To be a Levi, even we have here a few Levites, your father has to be a Levi. To be a king, you have to come from the house of David. To be a rabbi, so much competition. Yes. <laughs> Everybody can be a rabbi. Yeah, there's Chochem. Can Everybody can do it. And the Talmud says, there's an expression, a mamzer tamit Chochem is greater than a high priest who's, a, who's a ignorant. <laughs> so ultimately it's about the Torah. Because the Torah brings us the light, tells us the way. And then this God says, go ahead can be greater than everybody it can be a kingdom bigger than all the kings because the real true kingdom is a the, who is a true Melech? the rabbis the, because they think about it the rabbis have powers not by not by they don't have police they don't have armies and they still have uh, people listen to them because of the power but because they represent the Torah and that's that's what they, the Jewish people are it's all about. And Moses gave 13 Torahs to every every one of them, every every one of the Jewish people. And And he told everyone, you can do it. You can learn the Torah. It all happened on the last day. And then, in the end of the Torah, after he blessed the whole Jewish people, page 455, Number five. Moshe, Hashem's servant, died
2: there in the land of Moab by the mouth.
0: Hashem. Moses died. Moses died. Look at the film. Read Rashi. Number five. Is it possible
2: that Moshe died? Yet he wrote, Moshe died there. Rather, until this point, Moshe wrote.
0: The question that Rashi is asking, (laughs) you wrote it. Who wrote Moshe's Moses died? (laughs) Moses. <laughs> okay, continue, yeah. Uh, no, no, rather, until this point, Moshe wrote. Beyond this point, Yo- Joshua wrote. wrote. That's one opinion. Uh, Rabbi Meir said. It, 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 is, it is possible that the book of the Torah
2: was incomplete when he said, take this book of the Torah, rather the Holy and Blessed He dictated, and Moshe wrote with teardrops.
0: That God told Moses, the way the Talmud puts it like this, every word in the Torah was dictated by God. God told them write Bereshis. He said in his mouth, Bereshis, and he wrote down Bereshis. God told them, Barah, and so on. Came to these lines, God dictated them. Moses didn't say it, he just wrote it down with tears in his eyes. But he wrote it. Moses had to finish the five books of Moses. That's the most accepted opinion. That Moses finished it. He wrote on his own debt. And then comes number six. Go ahead.
1: He buried him in the valley, in the land. Of he the...
0: buried them. Who is he? Hashem. Look what Rashi says. He buried them. The only one blessed be in his glory. Now, there's an amazing medash. A medash says the Torah begins with G'milut chasadim. You know what chasadim means? Acts of kind, kindness. And ends with acts of kindness. The Torah starts with kindness. What's the first story in the Bible? Kindness that God did.
3: Created the world
0: Yeah, but we're talking about a more personal kindness. Clothes for Adam and Eve. Clothes for Adam and Eve. And he completes kindness. He buried Moses. And the old Torah is about Middles Chasodim, about being kind. The beginning and the end of the Torah is about two stories of kindness. That God himself did to teach us how to behave. See somebody's naked? him. That The rabbi pointed out that when somebody is, Who was naked? Adam and Eve, right? Mm-hmm. Why they were naked? Why they recognized they were naked? Why so they, they know that something to be embarrassed?
4: Because they, they aged the the at us.
0: Ah, oh, they became chochams. Mm-hmm. They sinned. And you can say, let hey, this guy sin, let him go. Who needs him? Let, him? let him deal with his own consequences. No, 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 no. Men who sinned, help him, support him. God himself dressed somebody who sinned. And here it's Moses. Even Moses, the chosen human being, also needs help. He needs Hashem to, 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 to dress him, to, to bury him. Then we learn from it how important is is it is is it an uh, act of uh, uh, kindness? Turn to page four fifty six. Where was it buried, facing base peron. Remember anything about Peron? That's
4: where there was a uh, the Baal, the uh, idol.
0: The idol. The Jewish people worshipped idols. Then why should ba- Moses be buried in front of base Peron? Hmm. Look, the she says facing base Peor.
1: His grave had been readied there since the six days of creation to atone for the incident at Peor.
0: Moses was buried in front of Beit Peor. His death, his burial, is to atone for the Jewish people. The whole essence of Moses is atonement, is to save the Jewish people. Even his burial, continuing the text,
1: Facing and, a no, and no and man, man knows his burial place till this very day.
0: Why we don't know where bar- Moses is buried? You know why? It was once the rabbi's father was at the funeral. Many rabbis were there. Everybody wanted to give us a, 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 a eulogy and it was going on and on and on and on. Finally, Donald, um, he saw that these things have never happened. He said, he gets up and he says, you know, now I understand the rules in the, the Bible. Nobody should know where, where Moses was buried. Wouldn't be a nice thing to go to pray at Moses' burial site. He says, but because if it would be a funeral for Moses, we would still standing now and eulogize again. <laughs> he says, after he finished this, there was no more eulogies. Yeah. <laughs> I was yesterday at a Sheva Bochis. And one rabbi spoke another rabbi, then they offered another rabbi. He says, it's shever means seven blessings. He says, seven blessings, but not seven speeches. <laughs> 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 Sheva Boches but not shevar droshes. <laughs> Then Moses, but the real reason why Moses' burial place is not known. Because he wanted to remember Moses by his Torah, not by his burial site. Moses is alive. Mo, the message is that Moses, we don't know where his burial site. Because Moses is alive. We learn Moses, we live with Moses, we know about Moses more than we know about our own great grandparents.
3: We have a spark of Moses
0: too. And we have a spark of Moses, absolutely. That's why we don't know where Moses is buried. When it
3: says till this very day, we don't know. At yeah, what yeah. point in time is this being written when it says till this very day?
0: Moses wrote it. Moses but it, it sounds
3: like a long time afterwards because it says till this that, very day, we don't know where right. he's buried.
0: Yeah, very day.
3: There you is,
0: go. Hayom Hazet. Every day. Today, you know? I don't. <laughs> We don't know until today. Whatever Moses rises forever. If you don't know, we will never know.
3: So is, is the English translation a good translation there? Because it, it sounds like yeah. somebody's writing hundreds of years in the future and saying, well, uh, up, up until now, we still don't know where he's buried.
0: Yeah, that's the Until this day, if you want to it on. And Moshe, number seven. And Moshe was 120 years old at his death. His,
2: uh, his appearance was not dull, dulled, lead and his freshness did not fade.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Benejushuil bewailed Moshe on the planet of Moa for 30 days. Planes day, of Moa for 30 days. After which ended
0: the days of bewailing in Moshe's mourning period. That mo- that Ra- the Torah says, the Bnei Israel mourned Moses, that Rashi points out, the male mourned Moses. When Aaron died, everybody mourned Aaron. The, be- the-, the mourning of Aaron was much stronger than the mourning of Moses. Why? That's what the first of the Rebbe points out, because Moses was there to mourn them. You know, to mourn somebody, you need somebody who can appreciate them. Who can eulogize them? Who can say, you know, what kind of a great person died there? And Moses died; was nobody even there even appreciate appreciated? Was nobody in this stature, in this caliber, to say it even? But Rashi says another point: Aaron, because he was a man of peace, and he was rel- he was making peace with was husband and wife, and friend, everybody could relate to him. Moses was a leader, a rabbi, giving, putting down the laws, was. He gave lectures that everybody can relate to him. Therefore, Moses, Aaron was more, more than Moses. What's the lesson to us? Be like Aaron. Moses, so to speak, tells us, be like Aaron. Moses needed to be Moses because he's the leader. But anybody who could should be like Aaron. Be softer, be nicer to people, do everything that you can do. And then the Torah continues. It's important to finish it, and Yeshua... In top of page 457,
2: number 9. All right. And Yeshua, son of Nun, was filled with a spirit of wisdom because Moshe had rested his hands on him. Bene Israel listened to him and acted as Hashem had commanded Moshe. And there has not ever ar- arisen a, prof- a prophet within Israel like Moshe, whom Hashem knew face to face. For all the signs and the wonders that Hashem sent him to perform, in the land of Egypt to Pharaoh and to all his slaves and to his entire land and for the entire strong hand and for the entire great display that Moshe performed in view of all of Israel
0: There's the entire strong hand all the miracles that Moses did there was never a prophet like Moses God spoke to him face to face all the miracles that he did in Egypt and all the strong end. What are the strong end that Moses did in Egypt? Or all miracles that Moses did? What would come to your mind? The plagues. Plagues. Splitting the sea. Giving the Torah. Amazing! Getting water from the ark. Amazing things, right?
2: Turning the staff to...
0: To, 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 a, to a snake. Let's see what Rashi says. In the bottom of, bottom of page 457, number 12. For the entire st- strong hand, you want to read on the bottom, bottom?
4: For the entire strong hand, he received the Torah in the tablets with his hands.
0: Yeah, next page.
4: And for the entire great display that Moshe performed in view of all Yisrael.
0: Mm-hmm. No, no, in, the ba- in Rashi. Oh, okay.
4: The, mir- the miracles and mighty deeds in the immense, awesome wilderness. Mm-hmm. When he took the liberty of shattering the tablets no, no, in view
0: of all Israel when in he took view the of
4: all Israel when he took the liberty of shattering the tablets before their eyes, as it is said, I shattered them before your eyes. the holy One blessed is he consented to his opinion as it is said, which you shattered more power to you for shattering them.
0: Okay, look what's going on here. What God, Moses, what God <laughs> Mose, found Moses, uh, what Rashi says, what are the great deeds that Moses did? Not splitting the sea, not giving the Torah, not getting water from Iraq. Mm-hmm. Breaking the tablets. That's the greatest of Moses. Why? Because Moses, but why Moses broke the tablets? He came down from Mount Sinai with the two tablets. The Jews were making the golden calf. Moses had a split moment of a choice to make. The tablets or the Jews. If he delivers the tablets and the tablets it's written do not worship idols, the Jews deserve to die. If he doesn't deliver the tablet, it's not written anywhere.
2: He, doesn't know he's going
0: to he smashed the tablets and he saved the Jewish people. Then in the last eulogy, the nicest thing that the Jewish people, that God has to say about Moses, Raji says, that he broke the tablets and he saved the Jewish people and in the Medrash puts it you know there is a Chabad custom when we dress the Torah, usually we put like, we put a belt, right? Mm-hmm. some people, the, the rest of the world puts the belt in, ta- in the top third high of the Torah in Chabad we put the the, the belt in the bottom third why? because the Jerusalem Talmud says it was an, when Moses was holding the, tab- the tablets God so to speak was holding in the top and it was a fight between Moses and God who's going to get it Moses pulled it out so to speak of the end of God and smashed it we are putting the belt underneath to say we are Mosesite
4: <laughs>
0: because by breaking the tablets first of all he saved the Jewish people but he saved them double. What caused the Jewish people to do tshuva? The broken tablets. When they saw the broken tablets, Moses didn't have to say, "No, there is no wall in the Golden Calf. There is not a wall that Moses did." Moses didn't gather the Jewish people, give them a lecture, "Yo, oh, yo, 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 yo." Nothing. He smashed the tablets. He didn't have to say anything anymore. You know, when you come and you do something so drastic, walls are not needed. He broke the tablet. The biggest compliment to Moses. The best eulogy that Moses got. That he risked his life. He risked his future. He risked his career. Breaking the tablets at you, at your grandmother's? What is this? What are you breaking the tablets? He was the UPS guy. He should deliver the... T- Don't want to give it back. What is this? At your grandma, you Who gave it to you? And he never knew he's going to get a second set. He still did that. He risked his life. There is a book, it's called Tomot Velio. It's a book that... According to the Talmud, Elijah learned with one from the rabbis, he, t- he, t- he used to come to him and, t- and reveal him Torah. In this mm-hmm. book it's written that El- Elijah tells him there is an argument, who comes first, the Jews or, God, or, or, the, or the Torah? Who is first? Is the Torah for the Jews or the Jews for the Torah? Mm-hmm. And Elijah said, the prophet says, and I say, Elijah says, the Jews come first. Because if not for the Jews, who will observe the Torah. And that's, the Rebbe spoke about it, about this Rashi once in on Simcha's Torah. And he said that this is the biggest display of the importance and the love for the Jewish people. That's the greatest thing about Moses.